At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare This is the look at right here on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. We've got a tremendous three hours coming up for you, as going to be hitting upon a lot. As for those of you guys out there on the East Coast, by the time the the show winds bending, it is going to be the Fourth of July, and got to get you guys set up for that. As there's going to be a lot of baseball, it's going to be going down a tradition unlike any other. With that regard, to borrow that from the good old Masters, but. That said, we've got five great guests that are going to be talking some baseball. We're going to be taking a look at all that's happening in terms of the NBA hoopla that we're seeing right now. We've got some NFL to take a look forward to as well as Frank Schwab. He's going to be joining me in hour number two for that. He does a terrific job over there at Yahoo Sports. In hour number one, this is going to be coming up in the next 15 to 30 minutes. In 15 minutes, Dave Tooley does a great job over here at the network being able to gauge trends in darn near every handicapping market. He is going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at what we're getting out there in baseball. There's a hot dog eating contest that we need to take a look at as well. Tell you right now, I will not be partaking in a hot dog eating contest, but we're going to be having his thoughts there. And hey, what I always say is if you're grossed out by the hot dog eating contest, you can bet on it and you don't necessarily need to watch it. You just need to watch your bankroll if you wind up hitting that bet or not. So there's that aspect of it, but we're going to get those thoughts from Dave Tooley in about 15 minutes, and then in 30 minutes, we're going to be going down to the Rampart out here in Las Vegas. That's where we find Dwayne Colucci as the race and sportsbook director over there does an absolutely tremendous job. We're going to be chatting with him about where the money is heading, if we've seen any movement in terms of a lot of these futures markets, including just all the madness in the NBA, speculation as to where Kevin Durant and many others are going to be going, and to be able to help out with that as well, Eric Moody in our number two Going to be joining me. He does a great job over at ESPN being able to gauge mostly what we're seeing in the NBA, some NFL as well. So we're going to be chatting about that. And then in hour number three, we go out to the east part of the country. Will Hill, he does our New York City cast over here for VSIN. And we've got City Cast for so many different cities like New York, which is one that Will Hill winds up doing. We've got one for Denver. Holden Kushner is someone that has been making his rounds on the network recently. Does absolutely amazing work over there. Daniel Avari has us covered for Los Angeles, list goes on and on. We're going to be heading over there. So we've got a locked and loaded show, but I think that this is just getting to be the time of year in the sports world in which there's a lot of noise. And by this, I mean, right now, you're able to bet day in and day out when it comes to the MLB. And I'm going to be taking a look at all these games that we're going to be getting on the 4th of July because nothing says 4th of July, much like being able to get some good baseball action, being able to 
be able to grill out with a lot of friends, all the normal 4th of July festivities. Hopefully it is a safe 4th of July for you, but it's always a great holiday, great time to be able to have a little bit of an extended weekend in this case as well with the following on a Monday. But this is also a time in which we're about two months away from the NFL season. College football, a little bit less than two months away, but we're still a little bit of a ways away there. So it's a lot of taking a look at season wins when it comes to both forms of football, taking a look at who's going to be able to win conferences, who's going to be able to, in the case of college football, be able to win the title, in the case of NFL, some Super Bowl long shots, what have you there. But right now it is all about noise and being able to gauge what is real, what is fake, what you should be sticking a lot of stock in because this is the time of year that you're going to hear every single coach of every single team being like, oh, player X. He's in the best shape of his life. There is nothing better than this team right here. I feel so good about these guys. All of our practices, things are being run really, really well. Or we have the coach being like, yep, this team has so much talent, but we need to get on the same page. You just get a bunch of these answers that they are very, for lack of a better term, Bill Belichickian. So it is that time of year that you wind up having to take a look at what's real and what's fake. And you will be finding it in the futures market as well, and you also wind up getting smoke screens. With regards to the NBA, we'll be diving into that in a second, but I do think that this is now a very important time with the changing of the seasons to really be starting to take a look at some prep work, try to take a look to see if there were any changes that were made in terms of the sport that you're going to be handicapping from one year to the other, because myself, being someone that does mostly college basketball, I'm doing actually a lot of prep work when it comes to college basketball as well. Some of you guys that subscribe to the Coast to Coast Hoops podcast Already done four conference previews. We've got 32 to do, so if we don't wind up doing them now, they're not going to get done, so we have to do a couple, like I always say, I'd wind up doing a conference and a half a week when it comes to this time of year, but there's a lot of ground to be able to cover with a lot of these, but I do think that it is so important that you just sort of review the data from past years. You try to be able to get set, try to be taking a look as to see, okay, is there anything that I want to changing for this upcoming season? Taking a look in the past as to perhaps rookies that wound up being able to translate what they wound up doing in college football, wound up having a very successful year and vice versa. And I think that this is just such an important thing to do when it comes to handicapping because there's a little bit less that you're able to take a look at it at a day in and day out basis. This week is a little bit more special because you've got the hot dog eating contest that you're able to dive into for Monday. You've also got Wimbledon, which if you've been watching Wimbledon, I am personally not a tennis better, but that said, I am a big fan of being able to watch the events that we wind up getting at Wimbledon. That helps you out as well. And then you've obviously got your ancillary events like UFC 276 wound up going down on Saturday. For those of you guys that wind up handicapping UFC, I always think that that's a very good avenue to take a look at as well. One that I might need to look, take a look at a little bit more because I've got a lot of friends that they absolutely love taking a look at the UFC. And it's one of those sports in which you wind up getting those big time events that wind up coming about every few weeks. And then you get your smaller fight cards like your ESPN fight nights sort of things that wind up happening a few times every month. So you're able to have some nice balance there while being able to get set for college football, getting set for the NFL, the NBA, NHL, list goes on and on. But I think that it is just important to be able to put in that prep work, be able to take a look to see, okay, what wound up happening last year? Can I turn this forward? Do I need to adjust things from last year as well? And this is a good time of, for lack of a better term, self-reflection with regards to that as well. See what wound up working out, what wound up not working out, 
and now you're able to turn it forward because bets that are won during the season in the NFL, in college basketball, in the NBA, many of these bets, they are won through great prep work. And whether you're someone that you wind up diving into the site, number one, and I know that there are a lot of people that they don't wind up betting opening day when it comes to the NBA, when it comes to college basketball, NFL, you're able to go down the list, but they gather some inventory. It is still very important to take a look to see what wound up changing, what is going to be remaining the same, if there is anything of note that might wind up throwing things off from a previous year as well, because we've seen it in quite a few sports. The NBA and MLB, in the first few weeks of their respective seasons, they wound up having under rates of right around 60% with the NBA. It involved sort of the reversal of being able to draw fouls so easily with Major League Baseball. It was something that you really couldn't prepare for as much. Just the fact that Rob Manfred just gives out no information whatsoever. We wound up seeing a little bit of a changing of the ball. I'm not going to be convinced otherwise on this because the MLB, they own Rawlings, who winds up producing all these baseballs. And you can just do a very quick side-by-side comparison. And there are people that cut into the baseballs. They wound up taking a look at this. They weren't the same. And then if you were able to pick up on it very early, you were able to still not miss the boat. You were still able to make a lot of money on those unders. Now things have been able to stabilize because the bookmakers out here in Las Vegas, whenever they wind up seeing something that is hitting at a relatively large rate, they do wind up making some adjustments. And now we've been noticing it in the last three days of the baseball season. Around 51% of games have went over the total. So you've got like a 51-49 split. So they've been able to do a nice job of being able to rein it in. But Always something important to take a look at. And when it comes to the NBA right now, you're just taking a look at a futures market in which it's all speculation at this point. And I do think the best thing that you can wind up doing right now is sort of take your notes. If you notice something that winds up happening right away, you want to jump on it very, very early because when it comes to futures numbers, they do wind up moving quite a bit. But even if you're not able to get the best of the number, if you're not able to pick up right away, let's say that Kevin Durant winds up getting traded and you're out there, you're enjoying your holiday weekend, something like that, you aren't able to get to it, and boom, the number winds up moving if he winds up getting traded to the Phoenix Suns, if he gets traded to the Boston Celtics, insert your team here, if he winds up going to the Live Golf Tour, I mean, what have you, just one of those cases where you just want to be able to gauge it, sort of, and I do think that with regards to futures, which is what we're taking a look at with regards to a lot of these sports right now, NFL, NBA, you just still have so many opportunities if you do wind up missing it in the offseason as well. And I think that's something that is very important if you're taking a look at a lot of these leagues is perhaps wind up diving into the schedule a little bit as well because when it comes to being able to bet on futures, there are certain times in season in which you're just going to get a significantly better number than you could ever wind up getting in the offseason. If you think that there's going to be a team that's going to be a little bit of a second-half warrior sort of team, they wind up having a really rough go of it to begin the season. They wind up playing insert playoff team here after insert playoff team here. And then towards back of the season, it winds up softening up. That could be something where you sort of put a bookmark in it and say, you know what, I think that this team might wind up starting out with a losing record, but there's going to be value after they start out with that losing record. They've got a bunch of cupcake games towards the back half of the season. I think now is the very time to sort of do some self-reflection Take a look at this because the futures market, it can be very tricky, but you can wind up finding a lot of value if you do wind up being able to dive into it. And we're going to be diving into a lot of what we're going to be seeing just with this week in general because it's a lot of ancillary markets right now. I know that Dave Tooley, he's got a little bit on the hot dog eating contest. And I tell you right now, it is one of the events that is one of the most fun to be able to gauge 
I would encourage you guys that if you're not familiar with the sport, like I don't think that there are too many professional handicappers with regards to hot dog eating. I know that we have seen more and more people be able to do a better job with regards to more of these, shall we say, off the radar markets. I know that tennis is becoming much more popular. I know that there's been a lot more offerings with regards to the WNBA as well. But if you're not necessarily familiar with the market, it is not one of those cases where you do want to be firing as much as you would in a normal circumstance, maybe just be able to dabble in it a little bit more. But I do think that now that we've seen a little bit of a changing of the seasons, it is going to be very interesting to be able to gauge these futures markets and be able to try to hone in on some value. And we always get a lot of value on the show when we wind up talking to Dave Tooley. does a great job at View from Vegas of gauging pretty much every betting market. And we're going to be looking at some trends with him next right here on The Look At on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon now to be able to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details and... As always, please do drink responsibly as it is a look at it with myself, Greg Peterson. And it is official every game for the MLB Sunday slate has gone final as the Phillies may wind up getting it done against the St. Louis Cardinals by a count of 4-0 and a man that is tracking all the trends that we're getting in Major League Baseball. But on top of that, the USFL is doing a great job taking a look at what we're getting week in and week out in darn near every single market that you can bet in. That'd be Dave Tooley. You're able to follow him on Twitter at A View From Vegas and Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, yeah, happy holiday uh, weekend, everybody. And uh, yeah, like you said, we have all, all sorts of stuff to keep track of uh, on this uh, summer weekend. Yep, and with the Phillies game going final, I know that you now have your numbers as to how everything wound up going about in Major League Baseball. And I think that it was striking to see the underdogs being able to rise up because it's been a case in which I think that you would agree with me. Underdogs, they haven't been as great this season hitting somewhere in the neighborhood about 40%, give or take like a tenth right. of a percent or two. So it's been a little bit of a down year for them. But on Sunday, they were really able to rise up. Yeah, and unfortunately, I've, I've backed off on a lot of my MLB plays. Um, 
because uh, yeah, the, the dogs uh, were only hitting forty percent. Yet favorites uh, are favorites are typically around fifty eight, fifty nine percent overall. Uh, but yeah, it's been uh, over sixty percent, flirting with sixty one and sixty two percent at some points. So yeah, if you're only hitting forty percent of your games, you got to be hitting an you know an average of um, what plus one twenty five. Uh, so it's uh, it's tough when you know, a lot of the dogs that are winning are in the you know 105, 110, 115 range. So yeah, it's 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 tough to make find those that you can uh, show profits on. So but yeah, today the dogs went nine and six. So I, I wish I'd have been playing more of them today, but <laughs> but uh, enjoying a little time off here in the summer. Unders were also ten and five. Yeah, but it's been interesting to take a look at the totals because I mentioned it in the first segment. You wound up having a big barrage of unders at the beginning part of the season. Now things have been able to stabilize. Depending upon your closing numbers, it's been right around 50-50 overs to unders over the last 30 days. So bookmakers have done a great job of being able to hone in. And I know you mentioned it with regards to the underdogs and the rough year that they've been having. I don't know if you agree with me on this or not, but the underdogs that have really been hurting betters, it feels like this year, are sort of what I would consider mid-range underdogs. I'm talking plus 130, plus 140, anything I would say in that plus 125 to plus 150-ish range because it feels like we've actually had quite a few underdogs north of like a plus 150 being able to hit. You pointed it out, the plus 105, plus 110 underdogs. I mean, that's a relative pick'em game right there. You don't have too much of a discrepancy there, but it feels like those mid-range underdogs have really been the ones that have been hurting betters this year, though. Right, because occasionally you can get, you know, one ninety dog that comes in, but but yeah, like you're saying, those the, for underdog players, you know, the ones you really need are those ones around the one fifty range, somewhere in there, where again they're live, but you're getting a better a better price on, and yeah, for for whatever reason, uh, yeah, those ones just haven't been coming through this year. Yep, and obviously when you wind up taking like a plus two dollar underdog, you're going to be hitting at a lower percentage, but. That's made up by the fact that the juice is just so much greater as well. You wind up hitting a plus $2 underdog. You wind up missing your next two. Boom. You want to breaking even, even though you wind up going one and two, which most people would be like, oh, you went one and two. Oh, my gosh. And everything like that. So I always think that that's important to point out. And I know that, ironically enough, we're talking about underdogs right now. And you do like one for Monday out there in the Midwest part of the country. Take me through what you're taking a look at with regards to what we're going to be seeing with the Minnesota Twins game that's going to be coming up. Yeah, they're playing the White Sox. Uh, the game's at five ten uh, Pacific time. Um, again, these two teams, the Twins have had a better season, and they swept the earlier series against the White Sox in Minnesota, and including nine two in the game uh, that Bundy, Dylan Bundy, started. So yeah, it's Dylan Bundy against Johnny Cueto. I mean, pitching you know pitching stats pretty 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 even. Um, again, you know, Dylan's a 50, 400, 500 pitcher at four and four, uh, White Sox are four and four in games that Cueto has started. So again, I, th- I think this should definitely be closer to a pick em. uh, getting close to, you know, one plus one eighteen on the twins. Uh, the, the twins have also been batting a lot better lately. They're hitting uh, two sixty in their last 10 games. I think I saw White Sox are only hitting two thirty five. And do you ever factor this in as well? Because something that catches my eye in terms of this game is that, you got a Chicago White Sox team that they're coming off of a West Coast road trip. They wound up playing against the LA Angels and most recently against the San Francisco Giants. Now they're returning to the Midwest and the Minnesota Twins. They wound up playing against the Cleveland Guardians for a very, very long time. It felt like they wound up playing like 57 games 
against them. And most recently, they were playing against the Baltimore Orioles at home. So even though the Chicago White Sox are the home team, they technically have more travel to wind up being able to play this game on Monday rather than the Minnesota Twins. And I always think that that's interesting as well. Yeah, I, I glanced at that, uh, but I, I don't take too much stock in it, but I, I, I do agree it uh, seems to work in our favor in this spot. Yep, it is always something that you wind up getting some of those factors that sometimes they wind up playing a little bit of a part in it. We're going to be seeing that more and more, I think, as things wind up going about it, things wind up getting a little bit more spread out. I know that there's going to be quite a few interleague games that are going to be coming about later on through the season. So I always think that taking a look at some of those ancillary factors is something that you want to be gauging in. And speaking of ancillary, there's nothing more ancillary than the market for a hot dog eating because I mean, major league eating itself, it is one of those things that it winds up getting shine about one day out of the year. Sometimes you'll find like some big, like, chicken wing eating contest, something like that. But it always shines on the 4th of July when it comes to the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I'm not sure about you, Dave, but I would not consider myself in a, an aficionado in terms of being able to gauge hot dog eating. I've engaged in a couple of hot dogs consumed myself. But with that said, I can't say that I am necessarily a hot dog eating handicapper, but I know that you've got ways to be able to take a look at some of these markets and not necessarily become like a overnight superstar with regards to the major league eating market or anything like that. But I know that you have been able to lend a few ways to be able to reduce juice because Joey Chestnut, he's once again, like a very, very significant favorite, no matter where you wind up looking, but just take us through how you wind up being able to take a look at this event and ways to just be able to reduce the juice. If you want to dive in and you don't want to lay like some ridiculous price on Joey Chestnut. Yeah, yeah, Joey Chestnut minus three thousand. Yeah, uh, even if you want, even if you wanted to do the over under, uh, uh, I was just looking at the the odds at William Hill, uh, seventy four and a half, and I think five of the last six years, you know, Joey Chestnut's been over uh, seventy hot dogs eaten. So he's, he's usually in that seventy to seventy five range. So that that's pretty much a coin flip. Uh, the, the prop I'm looking at. Because a lot of times you're watching this, and as you're watching the numbers, and Joey Chestnut pulls away farther and farther and farther, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of loses interest. Except that uh, you know, William Hill has a prop uh, over under winning margin of 22 and a half, and and they're offering plus 110 on the over. So I I think that would probably uh, that's probably going to be the play I'm going to make. Uh, the the under is minus 130 if you think uh, someone's going to be there to challenge him. Which actually I was surprised. Um, when I was doing my quote-unquote research for this, <laughs> uh, Joey Chestnut has won 14 of the last 15 years. I did not remember him losing in 2015 to a guy named Matt Stoney. <laughs> that actually that actually caught me off guard when I saw that. Um, I, I thought he had won every year since uh, since Kobayashi uh, pretty much you know retired when he uh, kind of you know, boycotted the major league eating. But uh, but yeah, I think you know you know again it's a fun event. And uh, yeah, so I think if you're going to bet it, you know, just bet for Joey Chestnut to pull away and show his dominance, go over 22 and a half. And then Dave, I'm sure that you're in agreement with me. This is not one where you wind up dumping the bankroll in the hot dog eating contest either. That is, <laughs> of course. That is not <laughs> recommended at all. This is more of one where you've got like 5 to $10 that you can buy, ironically enough, hot dogs with that you wind up putting down rather than looking to try to pay off rent for the next month. That is not recommended here. And actually, I'm seeing Joey Chester right now because we were showing that he's right around minus 3,000 at BetMGM. 
and you're finding them at minus 5,000 at DraftKings right now. So you do want to be shopping around for these numbers. And I do think that it is always a very fun event to be able to take a look at it. And just in the last 30 or so seconds, when it comes to these ancillary markets, is there just something in general that you wind up trying to take a look at if it's maybe a non-normal sport that you try to wind up betting and try to be able to get a little bit of value this time of year because we've got other ancillary events like Wimbledon and things like the hot dog eating contest that have come about. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Wimbledon, like you said, is huge this time of year. Gil Alexander, uh, I, I, I follow him uh, more than more than my own handicapping on, on tennis. And yeah, I, th- I think you know you, you try to find people that specialize in these because I mean, yeah, you can find an edge if you can outwork the odds Absolutely, and Dave is one of the best in the business of being able to take a look at all this and so much more. Dave, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. All right. Happy holidays, everyone. Dave Tooley, one of the best in the business of being able to gauge pretty much every betting market that we've got. And coming up next, we go down to the Rampart and talk to Dwayne Clucci right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of The Look At is brought to you by Zinedine Pouches. It is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties and come in two strengths. So that way, you can easily find the satisfaction level that is perfect for you. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch and is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide. Visit zen.com slash find be able to locate a store nearest you. That is zyn.com slash find. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on The Look Ahead with myself, Greg Peterson, and joined by this man every Sunday, Dwayne Colucci. He does a great job over there at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. He is the director over there and one of the friendliest men that you're able to find out here in lovely Las Vegas. You're able to find him on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. And it is always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me on, Greg, and it's my pleasure to join you each and every week. It is great to have you aboard, and Dwayne, we've got to talk about this. What have we seen with regards to the NBA futures market over there at your shop? Because it has been absolutely insane. Kevin Durant has requested a trade. We have no idea what's happening with Kyrie Irving. We wound up seeing Rudy Gobert wind up getting traded for the to the Minnesota Timberwolves for seemingly 57,000 different pieces, so... There were that wound up happening as well. So what have we been seeing with regards to your shop? Have there been any teams that have been catching a lot of steam recently? Yeah, well, definitely we're keeping our eye on all this uh, movement, Greg. And, uh, you know, we're seeing more and more future action as these years go on. And it's going to be interesting to see. We adjusted the nets all the way up to 35 to 1 currently at the Rampart in South Point just because you feel that there is no cohesion with this team right now. Durant wants to go somewhere. Kyrie wants to go somewhere. And I really don't believe that ownership is conducive to really accommodating these guys' needs and what they're wants are. They were looking to build a proud franchise. They were supposed to be playing, uh, you know, similar with the big three. First, it was Harden, now Ben Simmons, and it doesn't seem like any of these pieces could fall into place. So, 35-1 to was a severe adjustment there. We definitely still have our eye on the Phoenix Suns. They're at 6-1 to at the Rampart. You know, uh, Warriors as well. 
these are the premier teams and they're cohesive units. And also the Suns, if they're in the lottery for Kevin Durant, uh, you know, they're going to have to make some big changes to that roster, including probably Aton gone. But uh, it would definitely be an asset to have a hungry Kevin Durant. And if he stays healthy, he's definitely one of the top five players in the NBA. So I definitely think that that's a team to watch. Miami also was mentioned and they could package Tyler Hero, which is very attractive. He's a, a very young, uh, you know, budding superstar. So I'm sure all these teams are definitely putting their best foot forward in attempts to get Kevin Durant. Whereas I think Kyrie is probably going to be playing there next year with Ben Simmons, unless they make that trade for Westbrook. It depends on how much more the Lakers want to back that with, because I think they'll want a little more than Westbrook. But you have to take into consideration, Greg. I mean, if Kyrie plays 50 games and Westbrook plays 80 games, which he should if he's healthy, uh, you know, it's still a plus because you never know when Kyrie's going to take those breaks that he's noted for. Yep, that is always something that you want to be taking a look at. And I do think that it's just a very good time to be able to stand pat with regards to the NBA futures market at this point. Because unless if you've got really good information, you know where some of these guys are going to be going. It just feels like you could wind up seeing a lot of these guys do darn near anything at this point. And even if you do wind up being able to find a good number on a team that winds up landing, say Kevin Durant, say Kyrie Irving, We have seen it so many times in the past that a lot of these teams that they do wind up winning the NBA title, a lot of them, they wind up doing a really good job of being able to draft. They did a nice job with a lot of their free agent signings, being more or less guys that they wind up coming in, they wind up filling in roles because really the only of these, and I air quotes here, super teams that wound up being a workout was the Boston Celtics many years ago with Kevin Garnett and company. And then you wind up seeing the other teams all involving LeBron James. So I do think that there's a lot of value. And if you are taking a look at the NBA futures market, just maybe standing pat right now and waiting on some of the teams that are getting a little bit less shine. Yeah, definitely. I think the Hawks made an attractive move. So there's definitely some value there at my shop. We still have them at 50 to 1. Uh, Gobert was kind of a head scratcher. I would think that the Jazz are looking to rebuild. And uh, I definitely, that, that I believe that's going to blow up there, Greg. Brunson to the Knicks, you know, I mean, $164 million for Brunson and Mitchell Robinson. I don't think that's really going to get it done. Uh, but uh, the Celtics made a nice move with Brogdon. I believe that definitely helps them. And they're still a solid team and they were an NBA finals team. So I believe, like you said, Greg, the teams that kind of knew what they were going to do and put the pieces together a little better than say these flashy Durant moves and Gobert moves. I think they're a little more appealing and it makes their team stronger, similar to what the Hawks and the Celtics have done thus far. So I think those are two teams that have put their best foot forward so far. I mean, Washington, they got hung again with uh, Beal's contract. That's amazing. Uh, The Clippers they could be good, but we have to still see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. The health is always the factor on that team, and especially with Kawhi Leonard. So, yeah, there's some value out there, and I wouldn't just rush. And uh, I know Chris Andrews definitely will not rush to move lines until we know something is definitely going to transpire. And uh, we keep our eye on that daily and uh, basically hourly. Yep, it has been so interesting because sometimes – When it comes to these NBA moves, they wind up happening in the dead of the night as well. You have to be checking social media for guys like Adrian Wojnarowski and company to be able to take a look at and see, all right, this wound up happening. How quickly can I wind up getting to my app to be able to fire in on this? So that's always a little bit of 
a new thing that we have to be able to gauge right now, but something that's a little bit more traditional is being able to gauge baseball day in and day out. And I think that it has been a very good season thus far in Major League Baseball. It seems like, though, the National League is a little bit more open than the American League. The way that I see it, the New York Yankees are that top team. The Astros are your very clear number two. And then everyone else, they're fighting for third place. They're fighting for fourth place, be able to get into the playoffs, and then hope that they can wind up coming out victorious in a five- or seven-game series. But what have you been noticing in terms of the MLB market, in terms of futures in general? Because I do think that this has been a really good year to be able to just gauge some of these teams that have been sort of, shall we say, slighted a little bit coming into the season, like a team like the Cleveland Guardians, like a team like the Minnesota Twins. And I do think that this is going to be really interesting to be able to gauge moving forward as well, especially from the National League side of things. Yeah, we're seeing some Twins actions, like uh, like you said, Greg. And early on, you know, before the season started, the buzz was uh, around Toronto in the American League. Now we're starting to see a good mix, but a lot of Yankee money. I mean, on a day-in, day-out basis, we're getting crushed with this team. They're so hard to beat. Even when they have one hit like they did today, they're forcing the issue up until the last out of the game with loaded bases. So, you know, the Yankees 2-1 to one to win the AL pennant is very short. Like I said, though, the Twins 10-1, to one, there is some some value there. We're starting to see a little money as they start to uh, widen the gap in the Central. Houston is the top dog out in the West. I mean, they're monstrous. They gave the Mets and the Yankees all they can handle. They're a well-coached team, and they definitely know how to win despite having all that parity, you know, with the banging of the cans and the cheating and what anybody wants to say. But the Yankees have just been phenomenal, unbelievable. I mean, you look at this record, and it's just 36 games over 500, Greg. I I mean, how could you applaud that? They're just playing at a top level. Like you said, the National League's a little different. The Mets came back down to earth, but they're still staying in front without DeGrom and without Scherzer and McGill. So that's huge. I mean, they're definitely playing a good brand of baseball. They're three and a half games ahead of Atlanta still, who has been up and down at times. You know, they've definitely had their troubles on the road. They're only 22 and 17 on the road. The Dodgers, they've had a lot of injuries in that lineup. You know, uh, uh, that's definitely, he's going to come back now. That's uh, an added plus. And they're maintaining their lead just because they have dominated the Padres up until today. I mean, it was like 15 out of 17 games uh, uh, that they won against the Padres, which is a phenomenal streak. Giants are starting to come back to the pack as well. And you have the Central, which Milwaukee and St. Louis are both playing very well. And, uh, you know, I think Milwaukee has a slight advantage out of those two teams. But you're seeing uh, Arenado and all those guys, Goldschmidt, really hit the ball and they're tearing the cover off the ball. So I think, like you said, it's definitely much more wide open uh, with the National League as opposed to the American League, where you know the Yankees at Houston are going to be the two teams that are solidified as good as the Dodgers are in the National League. Yep, and even the Dodgers, they certainly have had their issues, and the biggest of their issues, that guy's name would be Craig Kimbrell, and we wind up seeing that come to the (laughs) forefront on Sunday, and I know that there are a lot of people that they wind up having their bugaboo closers. Fortunately, I've typically been fading Craig Kimbrell, so I can't say that he's one of mine. I think back to Fernando Rodney, and that was Never a lot of fun a few seasons ago. Whenever he would take the mound, I would have a bet on him, and that wouldn't wind up coming through. But a man that comes through every single time on this show, that'd be you, Dwayne. It is always great to have you aboard. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, always a pleasure, Greg, and thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you next weekend. And Dwayne does absolutely amazing work over there at the Rampart Racing Sportsbook, and 
there just aren't too many men that you're going to find friendlier than Dwayne Colucci. Always does a great job rolling out the red carpet whenever you wind up going to the Rampart Racing Sportsbook. And it's always great to have him on the lookout. So big thanks to him. And we were talking a little bit about the MLB futures market. How about if we take a look at a little bit of what we're going to be getting for July 4th? That is up next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The VEASAN Summer Special is here for just $19. You get everything that VEASAN has to offer from now until the end of July. Sign up today and you'll be able to get Beeson's daily best bets, including Adam Burke. He's got you covered out there on the diamond. We got you covered with NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, which is coming down to the end right now, along with NASCAR. And if you want the full Beeson experience, which includes a daily best bet email, every single additional point spread weekly, our betting tools, and live video streaming, the cost is just $19 to be a subscriber now through July 31st. And you're able to do so at feaston.com slash summer as it is the look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and a big thanks to the guests that wound up joining me in the last two segments. Dave Tooley does a great job gauging darn near every single betting market out there on the face of planet Earth for us over here at Beeson. And then we wound up having Dwayne Clucci on in the last segment. Does a great job over there at the Rampart Racing Sportsbook. Truly one of the best men that you're going to meet. He just does absolutely amazing work, and it's always great to be able to get him on. So big thanks to him, and we were talking with Dwayne a little bit towards the back half about the MLB futures market, and I do think that it's going to be an interesting race coming up this season. I think that many of us are in agreement that right now we're waiting to see who might be that competitor to the Astros and the Yankees out there in the American League. Meanwhile, actually, it feels like it's a little bit more open right now, and when it comes to being able to gauge Major League Baseball, it's going to be interesting to take a look at the, that race, but right now we're right in the meat of the MLB season. Most of these teams right around 75 to 80-ish games under their belt. So let's take a look at what we're going to be able to get on the 4th of July. We'll be trying to hit on as many of these games as possible throughout the look at, but how about if we wind up starting out with a super early game? And this is something that you always want to be noting when it comes to the 4th of July. Lots and lots of early games. This is one that starts at 8.05 a.m. Pacific time. If you're out there on the East Coast, 11.05 a.m., if... You plan on having a few beverages and you're out here on the West Coast, you might want to fire this one in overnight. 951-952, the Miami Marlins. They throw the face to off against the Washington Nationals. Says you got Patrick Corbin is going to be on the mound for Washington and Braxton Garrett is going to be going for Miami. Lots of places have this total at a 9.5. I'm seeing a couple 9s, and if you're finding a 9, 
the juice is going to be on the over. If you're finding a nine and a half, the juice is going to be on the under end with the Nationals. You're finding them anywhere between even money and minus 110 with the Miami Marlins. Anywhere between minus 110 to a minus 115. And we've seen the minus 115 opener come down in a lot of spots. And that appeals to me. I was willing to lay up to right around just under a minus 115. I said my number officially more around a minus 113, minus 114. So in the middle of what we wound up getting on the opener right now. So I'm going to lay out here with the Miami Marlins. Big thing with Patrick Corbin is that the Nationals just have not been able to win his starts. He has made 16 starts this season. The Washington Nationals are 4-12 and 12 in those starts. And if you're looking at trying to dive into maybe a little bit more of a juicier run line, maybe if this winds up being a case which Miami Marlins at your book, they find themselves as a little bit of an underdog where you could do a alternate run line as well. They've got a lot of different options here. But with the Washington Nationals in the 16 starts of Patrick Corbin, in those 12 losses, 11 have been by multiple runs. So... They have really not been doing a great job for Patrick Corbin thus far this season. And when it comes to this Washington Nationals team, what has really been tough for them has been the offense. And this is a number that if you like it, you might want to dive in right now because Juan Soto wound up getting a little bit banged up in the game on Sunday. So case of which he might not be able to go on Monday. Now, I will say this, Juan Soto, the name is very, very big for him. He hasn't done a lot this year. He's hitting at 226. The 375 on base is terrific, and he does lead the team in home runs with 15, but the national team that in general, they're currently dead last in the National League in terms of home runs, and you still have guys that are able to get on base. Kiber Ruiz, Cesar Hernandez, our guys that are able to right around about a 250 for this team. You've also got that with Mikel Franco as well. So yeah, quite a few guys hitting in that 250 range. It's not necessarily a case which getting on base has been the bane of Washington it's just been a case in which they don't have that home run power to be able to get them those runs. And then when it comes to Miami Marlins, they've been a little bit banged up in terms of their lineup as well as we got Jazz Shislam, who's been out due to injury for the last few games along with Ori Soler. AC Sanchez has sort of been in and out of the fold. He and AC Sagi are the two Asuses. They've been able to come back in the fold and they've been able to do a solid job along with, along with Garrett Cooper. He's been hitting a little bit above a 300. Now, when it comes to both of these offenses, both are shall we say, a little bit lackluster, but you've also got a pair of bullpens that they aren't good. I wish I could put it any other way, but they aren't good. You've got a Washington Nationals bunch that they rank in the bottom 10 in the big leagues in terms of ERA, along with the Miami Marlins. Both of these teams have been dealing with quite a few injuries when it comes to their respective bullpens. And just take a look at both of them. And the Washington Nationals over the last three days, they posted up a 420 ERA out there in the bullpen, which is pretty much on par with what we've seen this season. And for the Miami Marlins, a 5 ERA over the last 30 days. And someone by the name of Lewis Head, who's now on the injured list, began the month of June with a 1-1-2 ERA, left the month of June with nearly a 6 ERA. And both of these bullpens, they have been rather taxed in this series as well. So you've got to play that into account as well. But with Braxton Garrett, what has always been a little bit of an issue for him whenever he's gotten time up at the big league level between 2020 and 2021, have been walks in. He's been able to reduce that this year. He's been giving up right in the neighborhood about 2.7 walks per nine innings. And take a look at the flip side for Patrick Corbin. It's not necessarily the walks are an issue. It's not that he's just getting completely bombarded with home runs. He's allowing opponents to hit above a 300. Patrick Corbin, I believe, actually picked up a little bit of velocity in terms of his fastball ever since the 2019 World Series, where he was a big-time hero for the Washington Nationals, but just has not been going well from even at home. His ERA is north of a five, so I really just do not have any faith whatsoever in this Washington Nationals team being able to give you a good effort 
They have been one of the worst teams at home in baseball all season long. As a matter of fact, they're losing two-thirds of their games at home. So being able to get the Miami Marlins at a relative pick and price, that is something that does appeal to me. And it's a fine balancing act when it comes to the total. At a 9.5, I like it under. At a 9, I'm more inclined to take it over. But I'd personally rather have a 9.5 under rather than a 9 over because you already own quite a few ailments when it comes to both of these lineups. And I do think that Braxton Garrett is going to be able to give you an okay start. And Patrick Corbin, for as bad as he's been this year, he's been a little bit unlucky on the balls in play, and he's been a bit better at home as well. So I do think that there's going to be positive progression. And then also just with the factor in this as well, 8.05 a.m. Pacific, 11.05 a.m. Eastern first pitch. That's pretty early. That means that these guys are going to get to the ballpark to get limbered up very, very early. So I do think that that's going to be a little bit of an issue, and I do think that that actually favors the starting pitchers in this one being able to go deep a little bit more than it does the hitters who wound up just playing on Sunday. So looking at an under on 9.5, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Miami Marlins as well. And then we had another interesting game. This one going to be at a more reasonable time as you've got the New York Mets on the road against the Cincinnati Reds. This is 9.55-9.56. Taiwan Walker is going to be going for the Mets, and Hunter Green is going to be going for the Reds. And right now we are seeing all the money winding up coming on in on the New York Mets. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. They opened up right around a plus-135 underdog, the Reds did. Now you're finding them at DraftKings more around a plus-140, and out here where I sit at Circa, they're actually as high as a plus 150. And with the Mets, you're finding them anywhere between about a minus 160 to a minus 165 with your total 9.5. And, and this is one where I set the Mets on my handicap as a minus 152 favorite. So it was one of those cases which I wanted to see which way the money wanted moving because the Mets, they opened up right around about a minus 155 at DraftKings. So I figured if it wanted moving down, I'd be able to take a shot on the Mets to more of a round of more palatable, minus 145 to a minus 150. Instead, we're seeing it move to the Cincinnati Reds. I want a little bit more than plus 150, but when it's all said and done, I'm going to be playing the Cincinnati Reds unless if we wind up seeing money coming in on Hunter Green. And I highly doubt we're going to see money coming in on Hunter Green as take a look at what he's been able to do this season. He's been giving up over two and a half home runs per nine innings, but with Hunter Green, there's been a little bit of improvement. Four runs are fear given up, and now four out of his last five starts. They will keep the ball in the yard a little bit more. And Hunter Green, the raw stuff is there with him. A little bit over 11 strike cuts per nine innings. He's got that big 100-plus mile-per-hour fastball. And for Taiwan Walker, we're going to call it what it is. He has been very lucky that he hasn't gotten tattooed any worse than he has. Says This is not a high strikeout guy. This is someone that gives up a lot of contact in general. And yet he's given up merely three home runs over the course of right around 73 or so innings. And all three of those have come on the road. He has been a little bit better whenever he has been at home because if you know about City Field, it's a very pitcher-friendly ballpark. So those fly balls that they might wind up going out and say, great American ballpark, they wind up saying in the yard at City Field. But for Tywin Walker, the numbers just don't wind up matching up with him. He's got right around a 272 ERA, even though he gets 6.4 strikeouts per nine innings. Right around two and a half walks per nine innings. The command has been relatively solid, but once again, he's given up eight hits per nine innings, and none of these balls are leaving the yard. I don't think he's going to be so lucky against the Cincinnati Reds team that overall they're hitting north of a 250 at home, and at home they're averaging over five runs per game on the road that falls off by more than a full run and a half. So this is a Cincinnati bunch that they just hit so much more differently at Great American Ballpark. Now, you have trepidation with this Reds bullpen as well, which is why I do like this total over. I'm going to hit up on 
the money line on this game a little bit later on. I'm waiting for a little bit of line movement, but with that said, game north of a plus 150, that is currently where I'm looking in terms of the Cincinnati Reds. And in hour number two, I do wind up doing a write-up for DK Nation every single day in Major League Baseball. To be sharing with you guys what game I'm going to be highlighting, and we're going to dive into that next right here on Vison Esports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 